This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Grain Exchange is reducing its estimate of Argentina's soybean crop to 46 million tons for a drop of a half million tons from the exchange's previous estimate. The European Union is increasing its wheat export projections for the current marketing year to 26 million tons. That's a 2 million ton gain from the EU's previous forecast. Rounding off prices at the Chicago Board of Trade, soybean futures are lower on Friday morning. The March soybean contract is down 11 cents at 13.42 per bushel. March soy oil is down nearly two tenths of a cent at 44.48 U.S. cents per pound. March soy meal is down $4.60 at 4.2250 per hundredweight. Corn futures are higher on Friday morning, with the March contract up four cents at 5.39 per bushel. Chicago oats are slightly higher, with the March contract up two cents at 3.48 and a half per bushel. Wheat futures are higher on Friday morning. Chicago March is up two cents at 6.49. Kansas City March is up a half cent at 6.26 and a half, and Minneapolis March is up one and a half cents at 6.21. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, January 29th. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Glenn Halleck. See more and do more in a new 300 series compact track loader from New Holland. Its industry leading 360 degree visibility is truly something to see at Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. With its reverse camera and 8 inch multifunction LCD display, super boom lift technology, rock solid stability, and redesigned controls, you'll work with greater speed, safety, and precision. Maximum productivity starts with a clear view. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John today and see how a new 300 series compact track loader helps you do more the opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station if you've missed any of this show you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca now an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community this is moose talks with your host doug craig on moose fm Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Moose Talks. A little later on, we're going to be chatting with Jessica Kalman with the Fort St. John Literacy Society uh, to talk about Family Literacy Week, which is this week, and uh, also some great upcoming events they have planned uh, in the coming weeks and uh, month or so. But first, we have a brand new executive director of the Fort St. John branch of the Salvation Army. Uh, so we're going to get to know him a bit and his new role and what he's looking forward to in the year ahead. So Jared Braun, the executive director of the Fort St. John uh, Salvation Army, joins me now. Good morning, Jared. Welcome to Moose Talks. Good morning, Doug. It's good to be with you. Thank you very much for taking some time to chat with us today. So, uh, I mean, you're from Fort St. John, but for those people who maybe don't know you, uh, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? How did you uh, end up working for the Salvation Army? Yeah, so I've lived in and around uh, the community for uh, quite a bit of my life, all the way since I was a teenager, and um, been involved in uh, Christian ministry for a good portion of that time in my career. Uh, I spent uh, six years working for a local uh, Bible camp and year-round ministry center. And uh, the most recent uh, seven and a half years, I was associate pastor at Charlie Lake Community Church. And uh, so I've always uh, been connected to Fort St. John, have a lot of family uh, in the area. And um, 
in our family, you know, we were in a season of transition and looking ahead to uh, what might be next for us and had not thought about the Salvation Army, but uh, wasn't uh, a whole lot more than before Christmas. Uh, Cameron, uh, the previous executive director, who's a friend of mine, uh, mentioned that there would be a transition coming up and uh, it seemed like it might be the right thing for me to connect with um, just in regards to my, my heart for the community and, and for leadership. So yeah, it just was a, a good good season to step into something new. Is there, you mentioned the transition, is there kind of a term limit on how long an executive director will serve in the role uh, in each kind of branch of the Army? No, it works a little bit different. So um, people who are familiar with the Salvation Army uh, might remember in the past we, we had uh, um, officers who were working in a role that uh, shared the role of social services as well as uh, chaplain or pastoral work uh-huh. in the church ministry side of things. But Cameron was the first executive director, and uh, so executive directors don't have a set term, um, and they, they'll serve as, as long as uh, they see it best. Um, and uh, it wasn't that Cameron was necessarily looking to move on. He still has a good heart for the Salvation Army, but a good opportunity came for him to, to connect with the uh, uh, city of Fort St. John to take on a maintenance manager position with them. So, yeah. Interesting. Now, this, um, <clears throat> at least in my experience, the kind of public face that uh, I saw of Cameron in my time here, and I've only basically been here as long as Cameron was the executive director, uh, but your public face of your role is kind of a lot of fundraising efforts, you know, Christmas time with the Kettle Campaign, uh, doing media such as this. Uh, wh- wh- what do you suppose kind of in your past experience has prepared you for that, uh, you know, doing uh, kind of work uh, as you've done? Yeah, so being involved in the nonprofit sector for a good portion of my career, uh, I've I've been engaged um, with the community when I worked uh, for the camp. Um, fundraising was a big part of my role. We mm-hmm. we were very dependent on our community and and uh, partners to support the the work there, capital projects, ongoing work for uh, um, the uh, equipment, supplies, staff that we needed, and uh, so um, I developed good relationship with uh, business. Um, leaders and uh, community partners over that time and even with the the church uh, you know a number of years ago our church was quite involved in bringing a Syrian family uh, in into Fort St. John and and uh, we were dependent on connecting with the community to to support them and integrating into Canada and uh, so it's something that I'm not uh, unfamiliar with and um, it's a part that I, I really enjoy just building the relationships um, because work like we do uh, is is dependent on uh, good good strong connections with those who care about the community and can bring uh, gifts and abilities uh, to to make uh, the, the needs met now, as I said, you've been here for quite some time in uh, Fort St. John. I mean, is is it unusual for uh, an executive director, a role like this, to have somebody local in the role? And and is it uh, do, do you bring something different that maybe uh, previous people who've had a similar role won't be able to because you're already so familiar with the community? Yeah, I mean, I'm not that familiar with the the organization as a whole the salvation army to know what their their history has been um, but i know especially for cameron uh, he put a lot of time into really develop the networks in the community here and that was really important to him um, that he was um, you know would hope was hoping that we'd be able to bring in uh, a community leader 
such as myself and so the, the connection worked well and I think what it gives for me is um, I, I'm already familiar with the community with uh, leaders in, in business in government um, have some uh, existing relationships already and uh, so I'm able to pick up really well where Cameron left off and to build on it um, rather than you know spend a lot of time trying to get oriented with uh, the culture of the community and, and how it functions um, being that I'm, I'm from here uh, I'm able to to keep the the, the work rolling um, you know, on the strong foundation that's that's been established here yeah strong foundation indeed as I understand it I mean the the kettle campaign for example blew past its goal at Christmas time uh, it seems like uh, you've uh, kind of taken over uh, a situation which is really looking good uh, for the next year. So speaking of that, uh, what are you kind of expecting uh, the next few months to look like as the vaccine and COVID kind of is continuing, but is sort of ebbing and flowing away, hopefully? Uh, How's that going to look for the Salvation Army, you think? Well, I think, um, you know, we've been trying to to meet the needs on the ground, um, as uh, tangibly, as practically as possible. And uh, my, my main priority is um, you know, making sure that what we've done well continues to be done so. And so really being a support to uh, our frontline workers, our staff, we have a great uh, team here um, that uh, leads um, with our community and family service program. We're actually bringing in a new manager next week who's also um, a person in the community and, and familiar with our our work, um, and we have a, a wonderful team uh, over at um, our shelter, and of course our thrift store. We have a great team there, and so just uh, supporting them, building on on what's here, uh, and hopefully gaining momentum. Um, yeah, we we're optimistic, and we hope that uh, you know some of the people that we've been servicing because they've been impacted by uh, COVID. Hopefully, they'll be able to get back into the workforce and and uh, be able to pick up where they left off. Um, but, you know, for someone who's been in the North like myself, as long as I have, there will continue to be the needs as uh, transitions happen and the seasons of the, the economy ebbs and flows, um, that the work we do uh, is, is always critical. Now, again, given the solid footing you're on, I mean, are you? do you have any concerns given that there's still so much unknown with as you mentioned, the economy, the pandemic, or uh, are things looking so well that you think uh, you'll be able to weather it and kind of look ahead to kind of the next fundraiser, the next splits to kind of worry about summer and fall even? Yeah, I think uh, um, I'm I'm a visionary thinker, uh, big big picture thinker, and so definitely I want to be looking ahead to how we can uh, continue to make inroads um, in meeting the needs in our community. Yes, there are many of them, but we have the resources and people and the capabilities, I believe, uh, to meet those needs. We already have some fantastic partnerships um, with uh, organizations like BC Housing and uh, Food Banks BC with NEAT, with our, our Nourish Food Program, and um, you know the relationship we have with Northern Health and, and other community advisors. So building off those partnerships, uh, I think we can really... Uh, continue to make inroads into tackling some of the hardest challenges we're facing things um, like um, you know the needs we have in uh, low-income housing um, and that uh, there's some really exciting opportunities that uh, that we're looking at that I believe uh, we'll see you know within the next year or so uh, some real solid progress in. 
Is there anything specific that uh, maybe in preparing for the role or uh, just as a member of the community beforehand, you're hoping that uh, you can accomplish while you're uh, something new maybe or or just even an improvement of something that you've seen in the past? Uh, I think um, I I like to see things uh, organized and run efficiently and smoothly. And uh, so as I just get familiar with our systems and our process, which we, you know, we have um, some wonderful things in place that, that Cameron and the team have, have got going. So as I get familiar with it, I think it will just be to continue to build on that. One of our values as the Salvation Army is stewardship. So, you know, we take, um, take it very serious, the uh, um, responsibility we're given by the community to take care of the funds that are given to us, um, the time that's invested by volunteers and our staff. And so uh, of high importance to me is to make sure that we're um, using that time, using those funds to the best of our ability to accomplish as, as much as we can. And, um, and that we're recognized for, for excellence and for professionalism in, in what we bring. All right, Jared. Well, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us about this uh, today, and I'm sure we'll be chatting many more times in your tenure as the Executive Director of the Salvation Army. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks so much, Doug. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. That's Jared Braun, the brand new executive director of the Fort St. John Salvation Army. We'll be right back to talk all about the Fort St. John Literacy Society right after this on Moose Talks. Complete Safety Services, with 10 years serving the Peace Area, they strive to offer the best safety service in the oil and gas industry. Complete Safety Services specializes in safety with their experienced field safety advisors and medics. Complete Safety Services can prepare companies for their core, develop written safety programs, and manage ISN and comply works. Complete Safety Services also offers traffic control, hotshot, and pilot car services on 93rd Street. Look them up online, CompleteSafety.com. As a 100% Indigenous-owned company, they are proud to support the oil and gas industry. The 2021 Fort St. John Community Awards nominations are now open. Nominate a person, a group, or an organization that deserves to be recognized in the community. This year, the award ceremony is Acts of Kindness, a reflection on COVID-19. Nominate your neighbor, a friend, or a local business in one of several categories. You can fill out your application form by going to fortstjohn.ca and look up Community Awards nominations. Recognize those that help the community by nominating them now. The virtual gala is on April 29th. Celebrate community celebrate fort st john you're shopping around for an automobile come see fort city chrysler you're trying to find the very best deal looking for a fine pre-owned vehicle fort city chrysler has cars trucks minivans and suvs four-wheel drive pickups and diesels too many with remaining factory warranty and they're all quality inspected and ready to go at fort city chrysler you're buying from your hometown dealer no pressure no hassles just honesty and integrity only at Fort City Chrysler. Only in Fort St. John. With pizza from Panago, you don't have to try so hard to connect. Okay, kids, pizza night! Slice, slice, baby, am I right, huh? This pizza, mm, oh, it's za bomb. Oh, now we're having some lols, huh? Living large with two mediums? Then you guys said I was cringy. Come on. Earn instant pizza cred with a fam jam combo. Family jamily. That's two medium recipe pizzas, cheesy bread, and two dips for just $34. Order yours at panago.com. 
Get rid of all that road grime and salt this winter with Mick Suds Truck and Car Wash. With their eight function wash bays and indoor vacuums, you won't have to spend any time out in the cold. Plus, the Mick Suds storefront is loaded with detailing supplies, air fresheners, and some winter necessities like lock de-icer and winter window wash. Keep your vehicle nice and clean this winter with Mick Suds Truck and Car Wash on Alaska Road next to McDonald's. The one to get her done, Mick Suds Truck and Car Wash. This year, M&M Food Market is celebrating 40 years of helping Canadians put delicious meals on the table. They offer the best easy-to-prepare, top-quality foods with personalized customer service. They also offer one of the best franchise packages out there for you. Ever wanted to help Fort St. Johners put delicious food on the table? Are you hungry for new opportunities? M&M Food Market has a franchise opportunity for you right here in Fort St. John. Email store337 at mmfoodmarket.com or visit their location at the north end of the Totem Mall. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to the show. We're going to be talking now all about the Fort St. John Literacy Society. It is Family Literacy Week after all, and they've got lots of great events uh, coming up that we want to chat about as well. So joining me now uh, from the Society is their Executive Director, Jessica Kalman. How's it going today, Jessica? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for uh, making a few minutes uh, to chat with us today. So why don't we start with Family Literacy Week? It's already almost over, sadly, but uh, you guys have <laughs> kind of had a lot of cool uh, events going on, including, I think, a, a bit of a scavenger hunt. Yeah, so it is Family Literacy Week. It's been running since the 24th of January. It ends this Sunday on the 31st. Um, Some of the things that are going on around town is we're doing a book scavenger hunt. So every day we've hidden a package of books around town, given some clues, and there's been some really clever families out there that are finding them super fast, much faster than we thought. Um, So today, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to do two per day. So the first clue will come out at eight for the first book, and the first clue will come out at one for the second book. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the public library is also doing their annual camp in. Unfortunately, can't be held at the library this year, uh, but they're partnering with Backcountry to encourage families to set up a tent and do a camp in in their homes. So that's exciting. Um, and then the city, of course, did, uh, has all of the skating surfaces ready to go. And there's a storybook walk in Matthews Park. Um, this year's theme for family literacy is let's be active through move, play and learn. So we're really encouraging families to be active together and embrace our northern climate and get out and enjoy the winter as much as we can. Well, that speaks to my next question. I mean, when you hear the word literacy, you might immediately think, well, just kind of books. But there's more to it than that, right? Absolutely. So um, with this year's theme, we're really focusing on physical literacy. So that's really all of the movements that are required for our daily life. So when children are developing things like walking and jumping and skipping are are all part of part of their motor development. Um, So it's really important to focus on the physical aspects of literacy as well. Uh, and the story walks very good for that. Um, I've had yes. you on before and we've chatted a bit about this, but why don't you tell us a bit about some of the other things that the uh, uh, Literacy Society always kind of does. Uh, that's uh, not kind of these regular events, but kind of the services you offer for people uh, maybe to need help with family literacy or just literacy in general. Yeah, 
for sure. Um, so I'll just kind of maybe touch on one little event first because it's going to be sure. an update on this completely. Uh, so February 3rd, we're doing an introduction to the local settlement agencies with Swissing Success. So we'll be giving kind of an update on what the services are that we, the three organizations provide. Okay. Um, sorry, as well as WorkBC. So uh, some of our core programs include an ESL program to help newcomers with their English skills. Uh, we have a one-on-one tutoring program where clients and learners can just self-determine what their learning objectives are and then we find a tutor that can help them with that objective. Um, So an example for that is we currently have quite a few people looking for computer literacy skills um, just with the the changing work environments, there's more people that are coming back in from maybe labor jobs and need more of a, a computer or a desk job. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the, with a fast changing in technology, there's always new things to learn on the computer. Um, and then we do have the Tully Parton Imagination Library, of course, where we are providing a book a month to families um, around town for children aged zero to five. And I just checked yesterday and we have 885 kids registered. So wow. that's super exciting. Wow, and mm-hmm. that uh, that, uh, that uh, program is only like two, three years old, right? It's kind of a brand new, th- still kind of a brand new thing for Fort St. John. Yeah, so we started it um, this fall will be three years. Mm-hmm. And so far, thanks to our lovely sponsors, we've been able to distribute over 18,000 books to wow. kiddos in our community. So that's we're really, really thankful to our supporters and super happy that we can provide that service. Now, I did want to talk to you about this, and we have before. Um, you guys, are, I think you're funded for the next little while, but you are kind of looking to establish uh, some sort of long-term funding for the program because, you know, it isn't free. It needs uh, the help of uh, corporate sponsorship to run to provide these books for children. So why don't you tell us a bit about what exactly. you're, you're looking for in the future to, to, to have people help you out with this? Sure. So we have been applying for grants like crazy and trying to sustain the program, but it's just become very evident that that's not going to quite cover it. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we're hoping to do is secure 12 corporate sponsors to sponsor the program monthly with a two to five year commitment. So um, we're asking for a $4,000 per year sponsorship in the calendar year of the organization's, or sorry, the calendar month of the organization's choosing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that will be their month of the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. Um, And we're, we're hoping that some organizations can make a two to five year commitment so we can really focus on growing the program rather than just being able to offer it. We'd really like to be able to ensure there's no service delivery interruptions because the kids that are receiving these books are are so excited. We're getting pictures and feedback that it is really making a difference in in the families and the homes and the kids are more excited about reading, which we always love to hear. Yeah, it's a wonderful program. I've had my daughter in it uh, basically since she was born. Um, you said there's 800 and some odd kids in this. Is there... Are, are people kind of busting down your door and being, man, I'd sure like to get my kid in this, and you just, like, you can't because we don't have the funding? Like, is that part of this moving forward you want to expand so everybody who wants to can be in this program? Yeah, unfortunately, currently doing to funding restrictions, we're only able to go up in small increments per month. Yeah. Um, every month there's kids turning five and graduating out of the program, so that allows extra spaces for new registrants. However, we're getting to the point where our registrant numbers are qu- quite a bit more than our graduation numbers. Um, so I, I think in the queue, when I looked yesterday, we have about 60 kids that are waiting for their approval. Mm-hmm. Um, 
after the 885. And then, of course, there's more registrants every month. So we would really like to be in a place where as soon as we get a registrant, we can approve them. Um, so with uh, that $4,000 a month, it, it pays for the month, but it also gives us a little bit of a buffer to ensure that registrants that are coming in can automatically approved as needed. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to comment, uh, I know you've got some books set up behind you uh, that, uh, I mean, these aren't, cheap is not the word I'm looking for, but these aren't like flimsy books. They're like the real thing. They're like collectors. You can have them for first kid, second kid, third kid. You're really getting a, a great are. value. Yeah, so I'll just maybe give you a quick little peek here. So um, this is a hardcover book. It's the, the Little Engine That Could. It's actually Dolly's favorite book. So every child gets that as their first book, as a welcome to the program. Mm -hmm. um, and then a Kindergarten Here I Come as their graduation book, readying them for school. But all of these books are chosen by a panel of professionals with a focus on social-emotional development, um, cultural awareness, arts appreciation, um, they're really picking themes that are providing a lesson as well as some art that is allowing children to use their creativity. So they're not, they're not just cheapy books. They, they are quite, quite quality. Yeah. Oh, and finally, I believe uh, you mentioned the first event you got coming up next week. I believe you've got another one coming up a little later this month. I wanted to make sure uh, you had time to chat about that too. Yeah, for sure. So on February 12th, um, we're going to be hosting uh, a Zoom, a free class if on being a good neighbor. So it's become very evident to us that since everybody's at home, um, they're spending more times in their in their households and near their neighbors, that there's been a little bit of friction because, of course, stresses are high and, and maybe some people are unsure of what the regulations are. So we're going to, it's called Be, be a Good Neighbor, and we're going to be having uh, a bylaw officer our supervisor from the city of Fort St. John join us to go over what a bylaw is, how it affects your life, some regulations on noise, animals, garbage, etc. just to kind of give us an idea of what our rules and regulations are since we're spending so much time in our homes. Absolutely. I think it'd be wonderful for people who've been here for a while and also people who just moved here to know what they, exactly. they should and shouldn't be doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jessica, yes. where can people go to get a hold of you if they want to do corporate sponsorship or sign up for some of these things? What's the best way to, to find that out? Yeah, so all of the information is on our website or our Facebook page. Of course, um, people can call us at our office, uh, which is 250-785-2110. Um, or, of course, we always accept emails at info at fsjliteracy.ca. All right, Jessica, I really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. It's Jessica Kalman with the Fort St. John Literacy Society. We'll be right back to wrap things up on Moose Talks right after this. Happy Frank here from Travelance Happy Trails RV. As we all stay inside to stay safe, it's the perfect time to dream of what adventures the upcoming camping season will bring. Now is the best time to be looking at new RVs because it's the early bird sale at Travelance Happy Trails RV in Grand Prairie. With spin to win and up to $1,500 off your purchase, in-house specials, low interest rates, now is the best time to buy and save. But wait, there's more! <laughs> I love that. Social distancing is easy in our 70,000 square foot facility and strict COVID protocols are in place to keep your family and our family safe. Yes, you have to wear a mask. Yes, you have to sanitize. And yes, you will have fun. Your safety is our concern, but it's time to live the dream and go RV. You deserve it, and we are here to make it happen. Call for pre-approval at 780-538-2120. Travelands Happy Trails RV Annual Early Bird Sale, January 28th to February 6th in North Grand Prairie. 
Lloyd. See you there. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks again to our guests, uh, Jessica Kalman and Jared Braun. If you haven't already, make sure you follow energeticcity.ca on Facebook to keep up on all your local news. Anytime we post a story, it appears on Facebook to tell you to go check it out at energeticcity.ca. You can also watch this show live there if you'd like. If you're hearing it on the radio, you can see my beautiful face and the even more beautiful faces of our guests live uh, every time we do the show on Fridays or you can watch it again if you like as well. That does it for another episode. Adam Rayburn is the producer of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. This is Moose Country. Johnson on a flat bottom metal boat. Coke cans and BB guns, barbed wire and old fence posts. Eight point bucks in autumn and freshly cut cornfields. One arm out the window and one hand on the wheel. Some things just go better together. And probably always will Like a cup of coffee and a sunrise Sunday drives and time to kill What's the point of this old guitar If it ain't got no strings Or pouring your heart into a song That you ain't gonna sing It's a match made up in heaven Like good old boys and beer and me as long as you're right here your license in my wallet when we go out downtown your lipstick stained every coffee cup that i got in this house the way you say i love you too is like rain on an old tin roof and your hand fits right into mine like a needle in a groove. Some things just go better together and probably always will. Like a cup of coffee and a sunrise, Sunday drives and time to kill. What's the point of this old guitar if it ain't got no strings? Pouring your heart into a song that you ain't gonna sing It's a match made up in heaven Like good old boys and beer and me As long as you're right here Sometimes we're oil and water But I wouldn't have it any other way and if I'm being honest, your first and my last name would just sound better together. 
And probably always will Like a cup of coffee And a sunrise Sunday drives and time to kill What's the point of this own guitar If it ain't got no strings Or pouring your heart into a song That you ain't gonna sing It's a match made up in heaven Like good old boys and beer and me as long as you're right here and me as long as you're right here energetic country in the energetic city we're 100.1 moose fm Uh, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Pen? Come on. Uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Pen, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, it's a big 10-4 there, Big Pen. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. Sixth of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We was headed for Bear on I 10 about a mile out of Shaggy Town. I says, Big Ben, this here's the rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Cause we got a little convoy rocking through the night. Yeah, we got a little convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Come on, join our convoy. Nothing gonna get in our way. We're gonna roll this trucking convoy across the USA. Convoy. Now, Breaker Big Ben, this here's the duck, and uh, you wanna back off them hogs? Yeah, 10 4, about 5 miles or so. 10 Roger, them hogs is getting intense up here. By the time we got into Tulsa town, we had a 85 trucks and all. But there's a room block up on the clover leaf, and them bears was wall to wall. And them smokies as thick as bugs on a bumper. They even had a bear in the air. I says, calling on trucks, this here's the duck. We about to go a hunting bear. Cause we got a great big convoy rocking through the night. Yeah, we got a great big convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Come on, join our convoy. Nothing gonna get in our way. Don't roll this truckin' convoy across the USA. Yeah, them hogs is starting to close up my sinuses. Mercy sakes, you better back off another 10. Well, we rolled up Interstate 44 like a rocket sled on rails. Oh, we tore up all of our swindle sheets and left them setting on the scales. By the time we hit that shy town, them bears was a-getting smart. Hey, he brought up some reinforcements from the Illinois National Guard. Here's armored cars and tanks and jeeps and rigs of every size. Hey, them chicken coops was full of bears and choppers filled the skies. Oh, we shot the line and we went for broke with a thousand screaming trucks. And eleven long-haired friends of Jesus in a chartreuse microbus. Uh, rubber duckers, sunbuster, come over. Yeah, ten four, sunbuster. Listen, you wanna put that microbus in behind that suicide jockey? Yeah, he's hauling dynamite. And he's all the help he can get. Oh, he laid a strip for the Jersey Shore and prepared. 
across the line. I could see the bridge was lined with bears, but I didn't have a dog on time. I said, Pig and this ear's a rubber duck. We just ain't gonna pay no toll. So we crashed the gate doing 98. I says, Let them truckers roll 10 4. dashboard just got a whole lot cooler the radio player canada app offers more than 500 great stations all in one place radio player canada where canadian radio plays download the free app today and take moose fm with you Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.